Good afternoon and welcome to Susan Harmon Experience, where Susan Harmon Experience is presenting Gold, Ghosts, and Geronimo. Uh, this is uh, our upcoming show that we're going to be doing separately, but which we have been doing on the first Friday of the month. And uh, I'm actually uh, going to talk a little bit about the election. Hey there, Eric. How are you feeling about this election? Good afternoon, Susan, and uh, happy Friday to you. And uh, yeah, as far as the election goes, I'm feeling better today uh, than I was yesterday or the day before. Or the, or the day, day before, before. that, <laughs> yes, it thinks it continued to improve. If you are a, uh, if you were pro Biden in this election, things are looking better and better every day. Yeah, my neighbors have taken their Trump signs down. Um, I have not taken my Biden sign down, <laughs> <laughs> and we we know that Mark Kelly uh, definitely made the Senate. One of the things that I find interesting, because uh, we basically needed uh, four Senate seats to, to take it over, and we got two, yes. but we may possibly have a third in Georgia. John Ossoff is preparing for a recount. Yeah, it looks like it's so close there that uh, it, both uh, Senate automatic seats recount. that uh, yeah, were up for grabs in Georgia are going to go to an automatic recount. Yeah, so that's three Yes. Uh, didn't we need four senators? I believe right now it's it's tied at uh, 48, 48, 48 Republicans yeah. and Democrats. Now, so now I may have this wrong. Correct me if I am. Okay, but I thought because McSally was appointed and he won the race that he would be seated before January twentieth. Is that is that wrong, Kelly? I mean, I don't know. I remember hearing something right. like that. But yeah, I don't yeah. Remember. Mark Kelly won in Arizona. Right. And uh, and that was a, an upset for Republicans. Um, but and, he won by quite a bit. Yes. Too. Yes, he did. Yeah. Well, he's an American hero. So, I mean. And it, his wife was is, is Gabby Gifford. That's right. Another American hero. So, right. I mean, you know, you know what they are. The, these guys. And and listen. I have guns. I am not anti-gun, but I'm anti-stupid. Uh, I've always said that if the National Rifles Association really wanted to do something, they would provide gun safety classes. Because I'm so tired of people that don't know where the safety is. They 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 act like it's a toy. I mean, my father taught me to handle guns, and one of the first things he said was. There's no such thing as a toy gun, and there's no such thing as an unloaded gun. In other words, a toy gun or whatever, you treat like it is a gun, and it will kill people. Yeah. Uh, that and, and you see where these kids will get a gun out of a parent's gun cabinet and pass it around, and mm -hmm. they think they're, there's – and someone dies because right. they don't know how to handle a gun. And if they if if the NRA actually wanted to do something that was pro gun, they would they would it, it, offer these classes so people know what they're doing at least know where the safety is. Right. Well, in fairness, I, I think they do offer uh, and sponsor um, gun training, uh, but they they consist consistently stand in the way of common sense gun legislation yes. stuff that yes. would 
take, uh, you know, guns out of the hands of the mentally ill or serial abusers and also maybe limit it to the, um, you know, not sub-automatic weapons, you know what I mean? You, you could have your handguns, your rifles, but you don't need an Uzi. Right, right. Yeah. And They stand um, in the way of all that stuff consistently. Well, we, yeah. we could make things with the gun manufacturers. They can make a, a gun where a child's hand can't hold the gun. They can do that, and they can make they, smart guns that only smart guns. can be fired by the owner. But That's again, right. the NRA stands in the way of that. And why? Why would they do that? Because it doesn't make sense. Well, they get all their funding from gun manufacturers. Well, and and gun manufacturers can make just as much money with guns that, that can't be used by anybody who breaks into your house and steals it. They, I think they would sell less. <laughs> do you? Yeah, because uh, those guns wouldn't be able to be on the black market as much. It, well, I think that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think they still saw. I hey, think that once the, people got used to it, look, car insurance. It, I wasn't look, big on car insurance. It's like the environmental argument. You know, obviously, we're going to, if we go for greener technologies, right, we're going to build a bigger, better economy. But the people that live in coal mining states are afraid that they won't that have jobs. They won't have jobs. Right. It's the same well, thing with guns. But, Right. Here's People are afraid about, of change, even though the positive change right. is going to make things the better green for everybody. jobs will give them jobs. Hello. Right. And human beings are amazingly adaptive, mm-hmm. amazingly adaptive. You we can find other things to do. I mean, we're we're incredible little creatures. You know, if we just wouldn't get hung up and block our own way, you know, I mean, let's. Let's take a look at this because um, it's silly and it, and it's stupid. And it's I've been using that word a lot lately. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Uh, like certain people making announcements that they, you know, just stupid. Uh, lawsuits have already been uh, dismissed before they like, nope, you can't do that lawsuit uh, about the election. When you make an announcement and claim victory, when there's no evidence whatsoever on claiming victory, anybody with a half a brain, I mean, I've been disappointed in Romney a lot, but then today he retrieved, reprieved himself a bit by, you know, saying, you can't get up and say those things. You're, you're the president. Why? Oh, he needed to say this to, to, to him three years ago, two years ago, a year ago, six months ago, yesterday. Uh, you know, right. You can't get up and say this stuff and incite to riot. Well, they told us ahead of time that this was what they were going to do. Right. They told us Trump, if he was ahead on election night, which he wasn't, <laughs> was going to declare victory and then try and stop the counting of any additional votes. Right. They told us that that's what he was going to do. Right. And this is what he's doing. And what the scary part is that 47.8% of the voting populace thinks, oh, that's just fine. We, d- well, we don't need democracy. Who cares? We don't, as long know, as it's going think, my way. I don't think they understand. Stand. Uh, I mean, I just had a person tell me, you know, this is going to be terrible for my business. And I'm like, how so? 
Well, and then we changed the subject. But then, you know, I mean, I said how so in my head, um, right. you know, uh, because he's he's in pain. They're losing. And and it's volatile here in Arizona. Yeah, I imagine. You know, I yeah. mean, uh, you know, well, I, the, you know, the interesting thing is um, in states where <laughs> where uh, Trump was slightly ahead um, a couple days ago. They were saying, stop the count, stop the count. But in Arizona, where he was behind, they were saying, count those votes, count those, count votes, those, count votes. those votes. I know. So they couldn't, I know. they didn't have any it's, consistency in the message, you know. It's, it's so insane. I mean, it, it, it's just like. It's just uh, cherry picking what might benefit him. Yeah. So, um, but as as of now, it looks like Biden's ahead in Georgia, Nevada, and Pennsylvania. All the you know, so there's really no pathway at this point. I mean, for if Trump he if, if if he he doesn't need Arizona if he's got Georgia. Georgia is you how many Biden. electoral votes? Biden. Yeah. yeah, Georgia is sixteen. Okay, so sixteen there, and and I think it's a. Is it eleven for uh, eleven? Is for uh, six? Is for Nevada? Eleven and for eleven Arizona. is Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he only needed what seven less than seventeen. I can't remember the exact number. Yeah, but he, I knew he's the, at two sixty four with Arizona's right. uh, uh, eleven electoral votes, and right. Arizona right now is reporting ninety percent of the vote. Um, right. So that ten percent potentially could flip it back to the uh, Trump column, but it's looking unlikely based on the trends at this point. Although, you know, it is close. I mean, we're talking about, you know, 50% margin for Biden and 48.6 for Trump. So, you know, that's not with, that's not without, you know, the chance of things changing, but with all these other states now, looking to be in Biden's column. It's looking very, very slim that Trump has any kind of path. Yeah. One of the things that happened in this was in Colorado uh, passed uh, the Popular Vote Act. Mm -hmm. And if this, within the next two years, I dare say that the Popular Vote Act will be passed in all in, in in states that have add up to 270 electoral votes, and then we will do because Biden is now without counting all the votes yet is over four million. Yeah, he's, he's about votes four ahead. million votes ahead. Yep, that's right. right. So and we we did with Clinton. I think that it was three, three million. million. Yep. So yeah. he's already surpassed that. He's already a million votes ahead of that, and they haven't finished counting. That's right. So it is so tiring. And when they when they say, well, what about the uh, rural areas? Well, right now, the minority rural areas are making the decisions in the country. They have way, way more power. Your vote in Florida is a, worth a thousand times more than your vote in several other states. When 35 states see no candidate coming to them to running for president that's wrong right it is so wrong that you don't care about 35 states because you only need and it's funny that this year the um what do you call the states that can make a decision swing Uh, states swing states 
have changed. Mm -hmm. They're not the same states they were traditionally, including last year. And I find that fascinating. Uh, you know, in Georgia, we know, um, but we had him on our show. Remember uh, the best democracy money can buy? Um, God, what's his name? Isn't that terrible? Uh, he's a really good investigative reporter, and he found over 300,000 people who were kicked off the uh, the voter rolls who were legitimate voters. Right. Because and you're talking name, about Greg Palace, by the way. Greg Palace. Yeah, Greg Palace, really brilliant guy, you know, and uh, a friend of the show. Uh you know, we we had him on and he found 300,000 votes when the secretary of state was running for governor, who is now governor, and he, he cheated. And I honestly think that that the reason that Georgia is in play is because people were so angry that uh, she didn't. Uh, Stacey uh, Harris. Stacey Harris. Should have been the governor. She right. should have been governor. Right. She got she had the votes. She had the vote at the bare minimum. If the secretary of state is running for governor, he, he should recuse, recuse himself. So he's not overseeing the very votes that decide his election. That's right. But he didn't do that. And he thought it was all right. I don't know how 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 people do this. And who are the people that vote for someone that cheating cheating wins? Uh, as I said at the beginning of this conversation, Trump said, this is my plan. I'm going to, if I'm ahead, declare victory. And I'm going to use the courts to stop vote counting for any vote that comes after I declared victory. He said that's what he was going to do. That's exactly what he's doing. And this was before Election Day. And what was it? 48% of the country said, that's fine with me. I don't care if he cheats. I love it. Yeah. And on top of I mean, on top of all the other, you know, flaws with his leadership, you know. Well, Stephen Colbert said he, he he was in he was he didn't know he would be this sad that that many people would um It's a bummer. Support it. It, it it's very <laughs> it really sad. is a bummer. It's very sad. What does it take? What does it take for exactly. you? Exactly to understand this. But now this, like I said, this friend of mine said, well, under Obama, my business went down. I'm like, well, what did Obama do? Obama inherited a bad economy from Bush. Yeah. Bush inherited a good economy from Clinton, mm -hmm. came in and tore it apart. Yep. When Obama came in and we said, I remember saying this to a friend of mine. I, I know right it was where I was. called the Great I, Recession. Right. I, I was right where I was right over at the post office in West Seattle. And we had this. I even remember the location. We said it's going to take more than four years to re to recoup what what Bush did. Right. And by the midterms, the you know, the second thing, the Republicans had taken over the House. And when when Trump says things like, well, Biden, you had all those years to do this, 47 years. That's the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. Like he could single-handedly. Yeah, he wasn't emperor. Kept... Yeah. <laughs> he was he, part he, of a well, Democrat. Well, because Trump doesn't understand democracy. That's right. And he doesn't so, understand the republic. Right, right. It's So what we have, I think that we need to teach civics class and yeah. we need to teach history. We'll need to bone up on it at least. I mean, people should know 
what all of this is about. Right. I mean, I know I'm taking more time with this than I was supposed to, but I don't care. This is important. It is important. And, and one thing that that worries me about, you know, with the House being in Democratic control and the Senate still looking uh, likely that the Republicans will be in control, even with uh, a Democratic president, with the Senate and the Supreme Court being in basically right wing control, they, they can, can still block it. Well, they can block, yeah, any kind of progress. They can block it. People don't understand the power that the Senate has because the Senate has great power. Yeah, legislation has to be ratified in both houses before it goes to the president. So, what I worry about is my progressive friends losing faith after, you know, a couple of years and not seeing a ton of progress uh, legislatively uh, with the Biden administration. And then kind of in two years again, eh, when we have the midterm elections again, that could actually benefit us. I know. Um, and not working hard to, you know, get the Senate. And we may see like a big, uh, you know, Republican backlash with Trump gone and, a huge, you know, and they they could take control of the Senate and the House, and it's happened before. And right. this is what happened with Obama, and then people criticized Obama for not getting enough progressive legislation done. And how do you get progressive legislation done when you've got the opposition party blocking it consistently? Well, they block it consistently, McConnell. Well, I know like a year ago, so I'm not sure how many it is now. At that time, it was like 400 pieces of legislation that were sent to the Senate. They never voted on it. They never voted on it. And even, and these people that are complaining about, you know, the economy, well, he didn't send another, he wouldn't agree to another stimulus package because right. the corporations got all, all the money they wanted on the first one. But the, but, and then they shut down. You know, if you get COVID, in other countries, they're giving you money to get through the the not working because you have have a disease. They're getting getting through and and helping you, and um, that's important. I think that they're that they're that they're helping you know helping you, and we don't have that. People uh, if are tempted to go to work. There, I remember a, a case here in Arizona where this girl invited the governor to um, to the um, to her father's funeral because he had um, she, what is it when you have uh, high blood sugar diabetes? Are you talking about? Thank you. Yep. It was co too complicated for me to remember. But but he had diabetes, right? Mm -hmm. And he uh, was a guard at the uh, casinos and they told him that they would put him in the car to go around. He was so afraid of losing his health insurance that he went to work and they put him at the front desk. He got COVID and he died. Mm -hmm. And uh, he died because there was no, no, no way for him to not die. I I firmly believe if we really start working our butts off, getting our tails in gear, in two years, we can take the Senate. I, I mean, I really do. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. And yes, there's historical evidence of that. But there's also, look, we were exhausted every 
every week I'd come on here going, well, another crazy week. You know, <laughs> I mean, for four years it's yes. been, yeah, and yeah. another crazy week. Right. And um, this is this is so hard. I want to be able to sit down and have a decent conversation with people with whom I disagree. You remember when we had uh, uh, Rachel, gosh, well, I forget her last name right now, Alexander, Rachel Alexander on. Uh, she has a, a, a right-wing blog. She's mm-hmm. a Trump supporter. And we had a good show. We did, but she presented a bunch of false information. <laughs> That's to, true. To and I laughed about it, though. argument, yes, yeah. But, I but, laughed about it and we, and presented another view because I think people get rrr, rrr, to when, when you, you know, listen, what but, you're saying is nonsense and it's it's hysterically funny. Right, right. Okay. Well, you know, that's the the core of the problem, though. That's the that's the issue. You know, you can't have one side that actually uses the facts to burnish their argument and then an other side that just makes up stuff out of whole cloth. And the Trump people uh, have consistently just used made-up facts. <laughs> and I hesitate to use the word facts because, again, they're not facts. An alternate, the made-up part. An, an alternate, rea- an alternate they- reality. An alternate reality, yeah. Yeah, Those to back up their words. argument. And, well, how, and, then they, how do we, and then they can... Yes. How do we confuse- move beyond that? Yeah. A belief is a belief and a fact is a fact. They are not interchangeable right well i don't believe in covid well you may not believe in covid uh but it believes in you (laughs) (laughs) it's a virus it doesn't care if you believe in it you know that's right so i think that uh, there's a lot of a lot of that um we're you know i wanted to do just a little taste more I, i i think people are like well hurry up nevada and I like the fact that the people counting the votes said, uh, we want to be accurate, not fast. Right. Accurate is more important than fast. And I and I totally agree with that. Having been a person that did vote counting, not a lot of people can say that, but <laughs> I did vote counting when uh, Gregoire and, uh, gosh, what was the Republican in the run? Rossi. Rossi. When, uh, see how soon they forget. Mm-hmm. So, when, when Gregor and Ro- Rossi, I counted those ballots and I counted the last 500 up in King County. Wow. That was the one. We were surrounded by yellow tape, mm-hmm. a Republican, a Democrat, and King County worker at two, t- two tables with three people. And we were surrounded by reporters and cameras. You count very carefully. And now the Republicans, you're not letting us get up close and look at the. Do you know how hard it is to count when people are are looking over you and making <laughs> remarks? And, yes. you know, I mean, you're slowing the process down. Well, and we we've seen observe. the scenes from Detroit and from Phoenix with uh, Trump supporters outside banging on the glass, trying to keep people counting in Arizona. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> Which is crazy. That, that doesn't help them count with you begging no. on the glass, you know, trying to break in and threaten them. And in, you know, and in Detroit, it really, really looks bad to have. Really? A, I didn't see that. Well, yeah, no. I mean, to have a bunch of angry white people trying to stop uh, black people's votes from being counted 
that looks hey, so bad. I live with angry white people, <laughs> you know, on all sides of me. And it was interesting. They took their Trump signs down the day, the, the day after the election. I don't blame I'm them. I'm like, I left my, my Biden signs up. So, you know, and, and Mark Kelly, I'm, you know, you know, you stand where you stand and, and, and it's true that uh, so much of the racism and, and that was and misogyny and all was hidden. They, they didn't say it out loud and they had to be quiet. Well, they were given permission to be loud about, uh, you know, about that uh, hypocrisy and prejudice. So, you know, that's uh, I, I don't want us to go back to hiding it. I want us to discuss it. Right. You know, come to something and say, you know what? And I mean, I said this to these friends of mine last night who are Trump people. And I said, look, I believe in the American people. And I really do. I think we can have conversations and not be angry about every little thing that 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 does it. And if you have a different opinion than me, you can say it. But don't scream at me. Don't holler at me because I don't like it and I don't deserve it. So, so there, let's take a momentary break and, and come back and see where we stand. And uh, with the election and with Gold, Ghost, and Geronimo, we'll, we're going to talk about some of the recent events that have happened with that. But, uh, you know, I, I normally, this is the important day for that. But, you know, this election, it wasn't just this one election. This one election is a hugely historical event. Absolutely. And honestly, the rest of the world is watching with bated breath. Mm -hmm. I mean, will the United States survive this? You know, we will survive. And we will survive. We, there's the, what? There's a song. We will get by. That's right. Oh, Grateful Dead. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, blah blah blah. Please stay tuned to Susan Harmon Experience. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with more on the election and Gold Ghosts and Geronimo. Stay tuned. You're invited to Returning to the One, an all-cultural retreat stemming from the single thread that traveled the four directions and now unifies. Through energy work with fire, water, earth, and air, both individually and in group, the five participants will evolve. Reserve space for early bird discounts because space is truly limited to five participants. This retreat takes place in sunny Arizona during January for a four-day in-resort setting with private pool. Email Susan at SusanHarmon.com for more information. That's Susan at SusanHarmon.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Harry Thomason, Hollywood Award-winning producer and director of TV hits Designing Women and Evening Shade, to talk about his career and a new podcast. On Saturday, Sakura Sutter, fellow show host at KKNW, joins us for a wide-ranging survey of her very metaphysical life. Bringing you fascinating talk one hour at a time since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Susan Harmon Experience, where we've said we would be talking about Gold Coast and Geronimo, but we've been talking about um, the election. And yeah. it's an historic election. It is. I mean, it really is. Um, because we have a, a president who says, well, I may not go. I may just stay here or something like, well, no, you are going to go. 
I really don't see. And, and I'm wondering now, Mitch McConnell won. Um, if, um, you know, that, that means he'll still be uh, head of the Senate. And he can block legislation like he's been doing. Yep. For now, that's what it looks like will happen. And uh, yeah, but we don't know. It's possible. It is possible, not highly likely, but it is possible that uh, we can um, have a tie even if it's 50-50. Yes. And then Kamala Harris will be the, if she's... Deciding factor. Yeah. She'll be the, uh, yeah, the... The vote decider or the tiebreaker. I am the decider. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. A lot of people won't get that reference. Uh, George Bush. George Bush. George W. Bush, yeah. yeah. I'm the decider. I am the decider. (laughs) So, uh, and stop and think about, though, this is 2020. The people that were born in 2000, when George Bush took us to war, mm-hmm. right? Well, that would have been, what, 2002? Or? Yeah, but two th- but th- we've been at war for 20 years. I thought it was, was it 2002? We've been at war for 18 years? A long yeah. time. Yeah. So the, tw- the 20-somethings, they've never known anything but war. That's true. And that's a different perspective than I have. I mean, I've known several wars. You know, I was I was a little girl when the the Korean War. You know, I you know, and uh, I was uh, demonstrating from about Vietnam. You right. know, to end that war, and then I was demonstrating about Iraq. Let's not go. And you know, we have expanded the number of countries that we have military in, and some of our military, you know, are. Are they're trying to to establish what they can and can't do? So I think that uh, I'd like to talk a little bit and, about. And I'll give ahead. this to to Trump. I don't say a lot of positive things about Trump, but he didn't take us into another unnecessary war. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So uh, you know, <laughs> we got to give him that. Pick him where you can find him. Yeah. I say, you yeah. know. You know, this land is our land, you know, we and we have to come together with that. Right. But um, I heard him the day, was it the day before the day of the election? And yes, you would figure he'd been doing so much talking, his voice would be a little raw. But he sounded either like he was might have been drinking or or whatever. There was just a, a I don't know. I mean, I I know that uh, that he you got to give it to him. He's pretty good at campaigning. Yes, um, you know he's he's got that down. He knows how to campaign, but ca- campaigning and and uh, actually running the country are two different things. Yep, uh, you can't wander around the White House in your bathrobe. You know, uh, you you don't uh, spit on your allies in other countries. Right. You you know you don't uh, denigrate the people that work for you when they don't do exactly what you want. I wouldn't work for somebody like that. I don't know the people that will. Uh, evidently, that that pa- being as close to power as they can get is more important to them than than being truthful and honest. So, um, 
But I wanted to share something else with you guys, too. So uh, last week, uh, I went to Two Guns, Arizona. It's a ghost town. Don't you love that name? Two Guns. Which <laughs> which is uh, just down the road from Two Arrows. <laughs> two Guns and Two Arrows. And uh, we did a lot of psychic work there. Uh, looking up uh, uh, stuff on the uh, the ghosties. It's a ghost town, and it has uh, all these dilapidated buildings. Uh, I found out a whole lot of interesting things, and then we started looking at maps and how and saw going across the land how things were connected. Now, some people don't know that um, you know we were working on Victoria Peak as well right, in New Mexico. It's on White Sands Missile Base uh, now, and they can't get on it. But we, um, the the family, uh, uh, Bob Noss's uh, grandson and, and uh, great-nephew, uh, I guess great-grandson and great-nephew, uh, say, well, she was an amazing woman, that she just was was something else. They they had a whole thing with the Noss family, and they, they went there. And when they tried to, there were people that tried to make claims on that uh, on, on that finding. And this is really interesting. Some of the people that were relatives of Billy the Kid tried to make claim on it. It's that fascinating. Um, so they wanted to make claim on the, uh, you know, what the Noss family was into. But interestingly enough, Billy the Kid was in Two Guns too. So if you look at the map, that's why that's why paper maps are so nice. You know, you lay them out and you look at the map. You don't follow the roads. You look across and you can go right into New Mexico from Arizona, you know, from that from that place up up there where where two guns it's in. It's it's headed towards New Mexico. But if you go down across the land, it's not very far away. And Billy the Kid was in Two Guns too. It was a real wild town. It was um, amazing. And it was uh, because they were putting the railroad through. They built a bridge and shipped it there for the train. Only it didn't fit across Diablo Canyon. So they set up a camp for the railroad workers. And then it got, um, then outlaws started coming there. And they would... They would go and rob. They would go and rob the train. <laughs> then go to Two Guns, where the railroad workers were camped, waiting for, and waiting for them to be able to do the construction and all this. They uh, refused any kind of law, uh, lawful. Uh, they didn't want a sheriff there. They were real happy without it. It literally was a wild. I mean, you. In, in in Arizona, there were a lot of wild and woolly towns, but that was one. And you know something else interesting, Eric, about Two Guns? What's it that? is one of 300 ghost towns in the state of Arizona. Wow. You, it's not that big a state. Yeah, you know, um, with the election, I actually uh, was really surprised by how many people actually were in Arizona. <laughs> but it, it sounds like they're like a, a lot like Washington. The cities have a lot of folks, and then there's a lot of kind of rural empty space even. Right. And it, Phoenix is the fastest growing city in the country. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't know. I move someplace and then all of a sudden it, it blows up. It, it must be me. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, we'll just, we'll just do this. So, yeah. Um, anyway, um, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and like a lot of, I mean, I love that bloody gulch. Is that not a name? Bloody gulch. You know, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I could say that really. If you've bloody. got a bloody gulch, see your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> right away. Don't wait. Don't mm. hesitate. Go. So we were doing what an interesting thing is, is we had gone over there in the morning. My my daughter, Heather, and Mac, her, her husband, and I met there. They came down from Colorado in their motorhome, and I drove up in my car, and we met at uh, Two Guns. And we started, you know, walking around, and like I said, there's, there's uh, rock buildings that are just falling, you know, falling apart. There's nothing complete there. But there were people there. That was on Sunday. There were people there. And... Uh, uh, which was interesting. So I stopped and talked to some of them and found out some things that, that you know, about living there and, and you know, what, uh, you know, what, uh, oh, shoot, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I'll, I'll let you take that <laughs> if you need to. I, d- I didn't realize <laughs> I'd left my winger on. <laughs> uh. That was, <clears throat> just ignore that. So anyway, we, we, we went over and we uh, camped in the RV park. Now that was right down the road from the, where the great meteor crater is. You've heard about that big meteor that hit in Arizona, right? Gigantic. And uh, there's a, an RV park. And then Heather wanted to go back over there. Now Heather and I have been doing these, these uh, meditations together she and I have, and then she and I and uh, Leanda have. So the three of us triangulating information so that uh, we could see if we're coordinating, uh, you know, on it. It may sound a little weird. So we're kind of doing, you know, arts and science, right? Arts of the, the psychic and then science of the triangulation. And so we went, uh, we went, um, uh, to, you know, um, we went back over, she and I did. And there was a car there and I decided, I want to talk to that guy. Well, it turns out he is a psychic. <clears throat> He's been coming over there and he has been taking people on little tours. Tourists that come, he's been taking them on, on little tours, right? And we, the three of us got together and we, we went up to where the K thing. And interesting that on some days, it's real positive energy, and on other days, it's really negative energy. Now, I find that interesting, and he he felt that too. So we were, um, uh, you know, going and, and working with him. Um, when Heather was there about a month ago, she took pictures, and there was a, a dark figure showed up in the photograph. You couldn't see it just looking, but in the photograph, it showed up. She saw a flash of light, took another picture. This takes longer to tell than it, than, than it happened. Picture, dark p- figure, flash of light, took another picture. And in that picture, there was a white winged creature in that picture. Okay. And then another picture, you know. So this time we saw that same, not the same, but the same like it, similar to it 
in two other places in photographs. So now you, I know that you don't hold the same belief system that I do, Eric, because <laughs> you're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm listening. But Mark, yeah, I know you're listening. You're going, oh God, here she goes again. <laughs> but mark my words. <laughs> We're going to show that somehow these creatures have something to do with what's going on. And um, I'm not going to talk about this now of saving uh, these young women. I found um, that they haven't talked about the brothels in most of the stuff you read, but I know that young girls were taken there and misused uh, in the brothels. And I'm thinking that that is one of the areas that I want to get more information on and see, you know, what we can do energetically to kind of change some of that for those souls. Uh, now, I also took another trip this week. I have been busy. <laughs> Went Sounds over like to, yeah, over near Palm Springs. A friend of mine lives over there. And uh, we're going to do this thing. I wanted to introduce Heather and Mac to him to do something that should help the Chippewa uh, people up on Turtle Mountain. I mean, that's something I really want to do. Well, I hadn't realized how much stuff that Mac already had that would make this project. I'm not going to go into a lot of details about it, but make this project actually happen. Can you just imagine how good that would be? if we know that we could do something that would pull the Chippewa out of poverty and, and make changes on that reservation. That's, I mean, it would, it would mean the world to me, you know, because it's riddled with, um, uh, methamphetamine is rampant on the, on the res. Um, Gang rape is rampant on the res. You know, we've, we've talked before about how, how I know we had um, Monkman on who did the film Missing, a documentary on, at that time, 1,200 missing and murdered uh, indigenous women. And we're going to do another show here uh, this coming month, uh, you know, covering advances that have been made. They still aren't finding what is happening to these women. And it's like very few people care. Uh, when they were showing the, the, in the election returns, they had a uh, Latino, uh, black, uh, Asian, blah, blah, and then other. And we were laughing about, yeah, other. That's Native Americans. Didn't they say something else? Something else. Or, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Something. Uh, yeah. Something, something else I, was the other category. Something else. That's yes. what it was. Yeah. Something. Uh, I've yeah. got some native friends that have shared quite a lot of memes poking fun at that. Yeah, it was. It You know, it's kind of insulting, especially since this is Indigenous Peoples Month. <laughs> right? right. Right. You know. So let's, you know, let's try to make some change in that. I told you about, uh, you know, a woman I know and. uh uh, Paulette uh, Jordan, who ran for senator in Idaho. And, and I remember you looking it up and going, oh, yeah, it won't stand a chance, right? She's still, nonetheless, she's going to keep on fighting the good fight. And that's what I admire. Uh, a beautiful woman inside and out. 
trying to do something for not just her people, natives, but for all of the people of Idaho, something positive, instead of having a man who's just there taking money from the donors and doing nothing for his constituents, absolutely nothing for his constituents. So people are still there and they're not giving up. So anybody who says, oh, well, we didn't do this, so it's, so it's no good. No, things take time. Yes. When they go, when they just go like they have, right? It takes time to rebuild that. We were starting to do that under Obama. And then we had the midterms and uh, the Republicans took over the uh, Congress. And that that made a big uh, a mistake. You notice that the um, AOC and, you know, those wild eyed radicals mm-hmm. uh, got reelected easily. Yeah, easily. So here's a thought. Why don't we try to run progressives? Because they seem to do really well. You keep talking about centrists, but the centrists are right. If the majority of the people want something, it's central. Okay? That's centrist. But you can turn around and say the, the Green New Deal is not centrist. Yes, it is. The majority of people want it. All of these things that the majority of people want them, they're not far left. So I really get annoyed hearing this and from Democrats about it being far left programs. They're not. If most of the people want it, it's central. Central. See, there's this big space in the middle and there's a little space out on the left and the right. I feel like first on the the, the progressives like AOC getting reelected at uh, they're in very progressive uh, districts. That's so, true. you know, their seats were pretty safe. I mean, they, you know, like AOC, for instance, she primaried an existing Democratic congressman and and to get the seat in the first place. It's not like she That's right. had strong Republican opposition. So we've got about half the country that really doesn't want to support uh, Democrats, unfortunately, and especially not progressives. And so I, I feel like we've got to do a better job of selling of these what ideas. Saying yeah, uh, yeah, what agree. progressive is, but also, you know, selling these ideas like the Green New Deal and like, you know, uh, a public option in health care. Um, and and, you know, we we can debate all day long of whether a, a more progressive candidate would have done better than Joe Biden. I kind of think no, just because um, so many Republicans actually flipped to support Biden because he was moderate where they wanted with a progressive candidate. And second, Trump's biggest crudgel against Biden, even though he is as middle of the road as they get. Uh, was this idea that somehow he's a socialist or Kamala Harris is a socialist, which is and so untrue. <laughs> it's which ridiculous. Is so ridiculous. But when you've got a propaganda network like Fox, uh, that is the the number one news source for most of these people, and they believe it, how do yeah. we fight against that? That's the thing. We've got to win the message before we can. Actually I agree get those with you. people elected. Unfortunately, I, I agree with you up to a certain point. Uh, where here's where my point is: Why hasn't Fox been punished for uh, showing film of a 
completely different riot and saying that it happened in Portland? Yeah, well, there's a ton of things that they should. Why? I mean, just that <laughs> one thing, sure. though. But I'm saying you actually showed film knowing it wasn't Portland. Right. And and said this is a riot and they're rioting in Portland. I can't tell you how many people have said to me, well, the, what about the rioting in Portland? Well, that was not a film of rioting in Portland. That was something else. They, I mean, how do they get away with it? Shouldn't the FCC be doing something? I know if I said a, a certain word here or there, uh, we would be in trouble. Well, cable is regulated differently uh, than, uh, you know, broadcast channels. Okay. So they may not fall under the same rules as your, you know, your big networks. Lying um, is lying. Lying I mean, is lying. Somebody yeah, must. But, somebody must be able to do something. Uh, well, that would be nice. We've, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> there's a bunch of internet sites, for instance, that purport to be news sources oh, God, that yes. put straight up fairy tale fake news, fake not news. satire, not like the Onion, but just fake news and people cite the these sites and they share it on right. social media and you know while i'm all for free speech shouldn't something that claims to be a news source have to have f- actual facts yes i i totally agree with you i mean it it just drives me crazy i mean you know have facts not alternate facts. <laughs> yeah, but apparently yeah. there's the the law doesn't make you have to tell the truth just because you call yourself news. It should. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I agree with you there, but I just, mean, I'm this sorry. is the world that we live in now. I know that I, yeah, well, let's just face it. I'm, you know, I have beliefs, there we go again, beliefs, not facts, uh, that People should do the right thing and state your position. And if you're, it's a good position, then go with it. So there you go. So I'm going to state my position. I'm going to go with it. The Susan Harmon experience is going to keep continuing to put a spotlight on things that I don't think are right. And then and do a light on things I think are really good that that will serve us better to do. I think that's the most important thing, right? I love it. Yeah. So until I see you again next week, folks, remember, there is something you can do. You can just keep, instead of hollering at windows and making noise, <laughs> just dance. They did that in, in, in Pennsylvania. So do it now, wherever you are. Dance, my friends. <laughs>